Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Our Dramatic Assets. I'm Ryan McGregor. And I'm Rebecca Ann Bloom. Our Dramatic Assets is the podcast where we talk about our lives, our experiences in the creative industries. Really, we just go on tangents and talk about whatever we want. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about Pride, because it is Pride Month. It is also our birthday months. How exciting is that? How do you feel turning 26? I honestly feel the exact same way as I did when I was a year younger. (laughs) That's fair. I feel like 26 is not a milestone birthday, I guess. It's really not. But for just some reason in my head, I feel like it was. It was like, oh, you're 26. You're halfway through your 20s. You're heading up there now, you know? There's going to be people listening to this and they're going to be like, listen to him thinking that he's old when you're 26. (laughs) They are wise and smart and beautiful in their olderness. Yes, their maturity. (laughs) Maturity, that was the word. I was like, there's another word other than wisdom. Oh my God. Well, anyway, (laughs) it's pride. (laughs) It's pride. This year's a little different. Yeah. There's no parade. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? I've never been to Pride, the okay. Pride Parade, so I'm like, nothing is missing from my life. You have, though. You've been. I did. It was actually the year before last year now. I went for the first time. I recommend it for anyone that's curious about going. It's super fun. It's a day out. I heard a lot of people criticizing what it has become now as being a lot of just brands looking to sell things. Yes, you do notice that the point of the parade is still important. I don't think it's lost in all that to the point where it's not worth going. You know, I've actually been told this once. Well, you know, why do you need a parade? Because, you know, you have rights now. Everybody's equal. And I'm like, well, not everywhere everybody's equal. Visibility and representation is still so important. Absolutely. Yeah, I never really thought of that. Okay. I'm going to pop a controversial topic out and say that like Pride Parade isn't really my scene, I don't think. A lot of people say that too. So let me break it down. I'm not saying like I'm against it. I think one, it's the crowds. I like a good party. I like a good crowd. I don't know if I'm into that level quite yet for me personally i really want to focus on normalizing lgbtq life by living it i don't want to make it sound like i'm negating the importance of the parade of the entire month of the entire celebration the movement by any means you're so correct it's still very important to have that level of visibility i think for me i prefer a more subdued way of expressing it that totally makes sense i think that's really well said i think a lot of people feel that way too they're gonna listen and be like yeah anyone that feels that way welcome but also (laughs) also to people that love pride and pride parades also welcome thanks for joining us exactly Gay culture, I enjoy it and I think it's super fun and the more that I'm exposed to it, the more I enjoy participating in it and seeing it. I can definitely see things, points like the crowds. Not everyone identifies with that culture. You can still enjoy that culture and still be your own person. Mm-hmm. And in a big city, it's kind of nice to do that. How do you feel about this where you are? My s- small town here is fairly inclusive. The downtown really does make an avid attempt to display 
display pride merchandise. Our downtown is very historic and quaint still looking. A lot of the window displays during Pride Month are usually more vibrant, full of rainbows and stuff like that. This year has been different because a lot of our stores have been closed. The ones that are closed are closed right now. The ones that are open are really more just focused on getting all of the COVID guidelines met. So it's definitely different this year, but no hatred of pride in the downtown area. That being said, I do live in a conservative riding, so... Yes, yeah. It's a bit bumpy here still. I guess could kind of bring us into our coming out stories yeah it. it's a bumpy segue but that's fine <laughs> who wants to go first me <laughs> Ooh, yay okay okay well m- mine was pretty formal in the sense that it was like a thing where you know everybody sits down and listens to you know me come out basically oh yeah that worked for me i'm very lucky to have the support and everything that I have now and I never really had such an adversely negative reaction that it affected me. I was never unable to deal with that situation. I'm very lucky. I see young people now and other people that they don't want to have a formal coming out. They just want to normalize it in the sense that I'm introducing my partner, then you'll know that I'm dating them and therefore there's no need for coming out. Yes, and I am one of those people. (laughs) Perfect segue. Uh, Thank you for setting me up so nicely. I am one of those people. That being said, it's not at all how it happened. So shoot, (laughs) shoot heck. I wrote a blog actually about this. So if anyone is interested, we'll share it on our Facebook and our Instagram because my lovely friend has her own blog called The Lesbian Blog. And it's just all about normalizing lesbianism, but also just the community as a whole, helping people with their sexuality, helping people understand their friends and family sexualities. So I wrote a blog about my coming out experience because mine involved the faith community. Well, where do I start? It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot. Yeah, there are some layers. Think of it as a cake. So we'll start at the top. <laughs> so the top was that I didn't hide that I was bisexual to certain people. Came up per- perhaps in conversation and that was that and, that and like no one questioned it. Primarily in my theater, it's just common to talk about that type of stuff. That being said, I didn't tell my parents until this year because... I started posting on Instagram more about how Jeff and I talked about my sexuality because we were both worried that the other person wouldn't be an ally. Turns out that I'm very much an ally because I'm bi and he's very much an ally because his brother is gay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it worked out well. Oh, phew. And so I would, my Instagram, I try to tell stories and give advice and my captions. And so one or two of them mentioned my sexuality. Some people in my church were concerned about this, so they sat me down in a, a very odd way to have a conversation about what God's hopes and vision is for my sexuality. I'm not going to go into too much detail. It's all in the blog that we'll uh, link to, but it was very uncomfortable and traumatizing, and I'm still not over it to this day. And so because it was upsetting, I did have to tell my parents because I knew that they would wonder like what was going on. I was worried because they are Catholic. I didn't want it to shine badly on them, I guess. I didn't like I didn't want them to be mad or to not like me. That's a big thing. They're respected people within their church and I didn't want them to feel uncomfortable either. And they were very supportive. They had some questions. Obviously, there is misunderstandings about someone that is bi because bisexual is not as cookie cutter clean as, oh, I am gay. Oh, I am a lesbian. 
For sure. Yeah. That is one gender as opposed to me that's attracted to both. There's also pansexuality, which I don't identify with, I guess. There's actually a lot of ways you can identify. I was looking some of them up the other day. I was looking on glad.org. And you can just go through it. There's even, you know, people that identify certain ways of like romantically, aromantic. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. There's there there's a lot there. Like sometimes you don't even realize it until you read it and you go, oh, that actually describes how I've been feeling. One that surprised me was demisexual. Oh, yeah. You don't necessarily have sexual attraction unless you have a, a firm some form of relationship with a person, whether it's a friendship or an actual dating relationship, a romantic relationship. Like you don't just look at someone and go, wow, they're like, I'm attracted to them. Like that form of sexual attraction happens later on once you've got a formal connection and bond. And I was like, oh, yo, okay, cool. There's a name for what I identify as Uh or what I feel. Because I I always thought I was weird for that. Sexual attraction, I didn't get. (laughs) until i knew someone and it took a while and then i would just suddenly just look at that person and be like hot dang yeah <laughs> exactly like, and even the ones that are portrayed like sex or lgbtq plus it's like you know that love at first sight like they look at each other and they smile i can't relate i never looked at someone and then was instantly crushing for them. yes question for you because you came yes. out we both came out in our 20s mm-hmm. one how was that and two did you want to come out earlier later do you feel better now that you've been out for a certain period of time what changed in terms of being out did you feel freer etc oh those are really good questions sexuality is a spectrum Mm -hmm. and then obviously i came to a point where i was like this is not for me coming out and living my truth that is authentically me i guess in some ways it would have been nice to have that earlier i think you know you spend a lot of time hiding it why i remember vaguely the time frame that you came out because i remember we were driving somewhere uh at university and it was a very short conversation that we had. Yeah. Do you remember it? I don't know. Yeah. Did I, did I dream it? But I'm pretty sure I did dream it. <laughs> Feel like it kind of went where you're like, I'm gay. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah. Kind of going back to your question is, did you wish you'd done it earlier? You, your friends generally accept you. Anyone has seen the movie Love, Simon, all these scenarios kind of play out there too. Very relatable. They'll accept you. If they don't accept you, then they weren't ever friends, Bye. good friends with you in the first place. Bye-bye. Yeah. I remember feeling an immense level of relief knowing that I was on good terms with my parents. Yeah. Did you have that? Maybe... They were surprised in some ways. Maybe they weren't. I think people have their own like fears in their head and misconceptions about what it means to be gay or to be anything. And then once they see you kind of living life as normal, quote unquote, then they come to see it the same way. And it is. And I think that's the weird part is it's just as normal as anything else. Yeah. So in that sense, why didn't I just embrace it earlier? But 
there's a lot of pressure and a lot of negativity that comes with not wanting to do that, that kind of pushes you in. And those things still exist and hence why we still have pride and why we're still moving forward with activism in the community and stuff too. Did you ever feel... Now that, like, once you were out, did you ever feel pressured to be a certain type of <laughs> LGBTQ plus person? Because I I don't necessarily feel a pressure to style myself differently or anything like that. But I do feel pressure to purchase Pride merchandise and go to Pride parades and stuff like that. yeah. And I feel bad for not doing it. But I also, as I was saying before, don't want to. Yeah, I feel like this is such a dicey topic. Ugh. Uh. Well, <laughs> well, for you, though, you are pretty active on social media when it comes to your views and your posts and advocating and putting good resources and information out for people. Definitely, I know that you stand for like equality and like moving forward and you'll do it in the ways necessary for you and you live it for yourself because mm-hmm. that's your right. You're a fairly average guy as well like i don't yeah like you're just a dude yeah this is so i'm trying to how do i phrase this like i know there's a lot of misconceptions about like the stereotypical gay man lesbian bisexual person the way they dress yeah. the way they talk and stuff did you ever feel like you needed to fall into one of those did you ever feel like you needed to become a lesbian <laughs> did you feel like you had to fall into one of those categories or were you just fine and happy just living you know authentically as yourself that's a good question i think there's a lot of pressure to be and i don't want to be super controversial here now either but particularly with gay men there's a big thing around being masculine and Mm. i think while it's okay to like masculine things or desire it because that's what we're kind of taught in society and that's why it is that way But it's also okay to desire feminine aspects too. And I've grown to appreciate both. And they both have very attractive qualities and desirable qualities. And that's your human side. That's within you. And there's nothing wrong with that. So it's not about just passing as a straight person. And I hope that if I ever did that before, that I would never want to do it now interesting yeah i i feel like maybe it's because i've always like wanted to move to a bigger city or if i just got older and realized you know choices and what i like changed too i just became much more open-minded than before my notions of my identity were much smaller they were much more just like oh this is your luck this is how you talk and act but that changes Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. Now hear me out. My dream for the world is that we all feel comfortable in all types of clothing and styles, regardless of gender norms. Yes, that's huge. I think that's coming very soon. I feel like there's still a lot of shame for masculine individuals, male individuals, for them to wear dresses or skirts. And I don't really understand why. Because feminine and female individuals wear pants. 
Exactly. So essentially, when the other genders and identifying people wear skirts and they're shamed for it, we're saying that dresses are inferior. Oh, totally. And I don't, I don't like that. I support anyone that wishes to break down that barrier because just wear what you're comfortable in, people. Exactly. It's your body. No one has the right to tell you not to wear something. Shout out to Billy Porter because yes. there's an example of someone that is like, I don't care. Fabulous. Yeah. What I want his designer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make me runway looks. Yes. <laughs> For when this podcast takes <laughs> off and we become famous. <laughs> Please design our outfits. Please design our outfits. Wow, maybe. that would be so fun if we did that. Ooh. Wow. I really... So this is a kind of a funny story. My yeah. close friend... You know Frank. My close friend yes. got married last year, November... And I, I vouched really hard for myself to be part of his wedding party. I ended up being the MC, which is great. But I was just saying that I really would love to be part of his side because I wanted to wear a suit. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I go just for really it. wanted a suit. And he's like, well, you can wear a suit. You can just wear a suit. I didn't end up wearing a suit. I wore a dress. But Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was like, uh, this bod would look great in a tailored suit. And then... I would have a tailored suit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes you feel powerful. And it's kind of like, if it's not something you normally do, there's kind of a bit of that confidence of like, this is my persona. And like, it's the whole thing of what you wear is just an extension of who you are. And you can just change that. Yes. To whatever you want to portray. I mean, can we discuss, can we take a moment to appreciate Kate Blanchett? And her her suit style that she has recently. Oh, yes. Like Ocean's 8. It was giving me life. Uh-huh. I have never been more inspired by fashion and a character. I mean, I have since been inspired. But in that moment, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, attractive, powerful. What a great leading woman. Also, what a great movie for women in general. I could go on. I'm now, I'm heated. I should take a moment (laughs) (laughs) no that's interesting how do you feel is we touched a bit on men in particular but how do you feel women navigate society being lgbtq i think there is still a stigma of who is going to be the more masculine looking lesbian Mm -hmm. or masculine looking individual and again, I don't I don't know why. I guess it's just a cultural misconception that we have totally. a stereotype. But I have encountered people being like, Well, who is the man in the relationship then? And I'm like, no one because it's two it's two women. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, because down with the patriarchy. Like we don't need a man figure. We no. don't need a male head. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with two individuals that wish to dress more masculine, two individuals that wish to dress more feminine, two individuals that are a mix of both. Like, there are so many great qualities, as you were saying, for both sides. And so I I definitely see my closet is ironically more full of plaid, <laughs> which is stereotypical. 
I like the pattern. I think it's nice. And flat so, is nice. And then I I put it on, and you know, one of my shirts is actually a vest because I've cut off the sleeves, and I'm wearing jeans, and then I look in the mirror, and I'm like. Oh, there she is. The raging bisexual has come out in full force today. And, yeah. you know, that's okay. That happens. Like I love those days when I have those fashion choices. And I love the days where I'm in a dress. It's hard to navigate, but it's also, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Fashion is meant to be fun. Like, I don't like the idea that people get stressed because they can't do what they want. Like, if my future son wants to wear makeup go for it absolutely yeah. let me help you let me teach you how to use eyeliner so that you don't get pink eye like <laughs> yeah very progressive but needed men that wear nail polish very cool nothing wrong with that yeah i totally agree and i think you're totally right my hope for this pride month too is just, just extend that inclusivity to everyone like friends people gender non-conforming and non-binary people as well because they also tend to have a hard time navigating and getting representation absolutely i really do feel like they have the short end of the stick but i will admit that i didn't understand it for yeah. a while i actually was talking to jeff about this the reason why i didn't understand it is because i've never felt it exactly i think that's where my bias came in i could empathize to an extent i was like okay true you are this and now you would like to be this because that is who you are but then i would always get stuck somewhere in that equation i don't know why but i think it was because i am very happy with my body who i am in my body i've never had the urge to change because i wasn't who i was and wasn't in the right. right body the fact that i can't understand it and that's difficult for me is i think one percent the amount of difficulty trans and non-gender conforming people have in the world yeah that's just you recognizing to what you may not have known and just being an even better ally because you are and we all could learn more there's a lot of support that they need someone in class was saying you know now and this was a few years ago not like super long ago but you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it was like the struggle nowadays is to be trans it's not to be gay where do you hope i would say in five-year plan where do you hope to be as a human and where would you hope this movement where do you hope it could go where should it oh be? wow <laughs> well I think it can go all the way to full equality where it's not even questioned as being any different anymore. And we are all just kind of together on that sexuality is not a choice. What do you think? I hope that I am in a position somewhere in my life that I can help more people that were in my situation that's like my my personal goal it was hard to basically be told to pray the gay away essentially in more words than that that's kind of an oversimplization but essentially that's what it was and I mean I can tell people for a fact that I did try <laughs> and it didn't work because yeah. it didn't it won't so if I could help one other person that might be feeling that or might have had those situations, that would make me so very happy. 
in terms of the world and, and the future of this movement, yeah, I really hope that we we move away from trying to hurt and kill people because of their sexuality. There are so many countries that it's still a crime punishable by death. And I hope for for justice for those people. I hope for education for others that might have questions or might be confused. And I hope that our, our government officials continue to support this community because yeah. it's so important for all of us to have access to health care, to have access to counseling services. I mean, our youth are really vulnerable. Yeah. But also, there's lots of people that are still coming out that aren't in their youth, that are yeah. 30s, 40s, coming out of marriages, coming out in positions of faith, if anyone's watched the recent season of Queer Eye. All those people still need help, too. Like, Yeah. I really hope that we all can acknowledge everyone in this community, everyone that is struggling, and just, just try to support them. They're people. Yeah. We're not perfect. We're not any more special. Yeah. Necessarily <laughs> either. Well, that's true. Yeah. Like, I don't want everyone to have toe around and be like, oh, she's the bisexual. We need to make sure we're politically correct around her. Like, no. No. Treat everyone like a human. I think that's true. Wow. What you said was so, that was so nice and so inspirational. I can see in especially in Toronto with a lot of the like LGBTQ spaces and some of them have been closing over the years. It makes me think that maybe one day we'll get to a point where this notion of like a gay bar is a novelty and it will be kind of like a museum of like this is what used Ooh. to be and they don't really exist anymore and we all just are one as a people. I think we're I would, not quite there yet. I would but... love a gay museum. I'm sorry. I did that idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, how there's like war museums and you can go yes. and look at the planes and the tanks and, you know, sit in a diner and stuff like that. I want one of those, but a gay bar. Okay. Actual question. Yes. Is a gay club, a gay bar, do they actually have like those pedestals and those those poles and cages? And are you actually just like, you know, wearing glow sticks, gyrating <laughs> around? Like, is that a thing? Or was that just queer as folk telling me lies? Because I'm going to be upset if it was lies. Wow, that's a very good question. I think some have elements of it, but I wouldn't say it's you're not going to find all of that in one place necessarily. A lot of it is just like dancing and socializing and watching a show and you know sometimes there's lights and sometimes there's very liberal people wearing very liberal sexual outwardly outfits but then there's just you know your mom and your dad having a drink and relaxing and you see all kinds of people there so it's quite friendly to everyone interesting okay yeah. one slightly disappointed it's not queer as folk like with the weird mesh tops because <laughs> and yeah the, and the glow sticks and the bump and beats because that's what i want uh <laughs> yeah she says after say that she doesn't want to go to pride because of crowds <laughs> i don't know where my brain is uh, totally but i would like a museum that is like that <laughs> final thought i would like a gay museum <laughs> And actually, I think that'd be cool because then you could have the history of like the movement as well and just talk about all the people that yep. have made so many strides that 
often aren't mentioned because our society likes to kind of steamroll oh totally yeah cover it up well we'll have one that truly represents new business plan if anyone wants to join ryan and i in this venture (laughs) let us know i have one last question for you okay prom did you go to prom and who did you decide to bring as your date I did not go to prom, but in my brain, if I did go, it probably would have been a girl, I guess. Thinking back to yeah, who I'm I curious. liked at the time. Yeah, probably. That being said, she would have been dating someone else, so maybe that wouldn't have worked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's always complications. Yeah, there's always multiple layers, like a cake. Wow call back look at us coming full circle did you go to prom did you have it i did it was one of my good friends in high school and i had a great time with her but looking back and i also see this on tv where i see a lot of like same-sex couples at prom and i'm like that looks really cute that just wasn't a thing when i was in high school it just wasn't it didn't even cross my mind but i wish i did it Okay, so this has me thinking. Do you happen to remember, I don't know what it's called. We'll have to, after this, Google it. But there was a Canadian-made movie, made-for-TV movie, about a Catholic high school that eventually did let a student and his partner go to prom, and it was like a really big thing. Yes. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I do. I think it was on the CBC I can picture who he was. Sean Ashmore? It was right. Wow. Team teamwork. I'm looking up I'm looking up his filmography. Hold on. Who were you? Cadet Kelly. Oh wow. Oh wow. Also, he has a twin. Hold up. Oh no, maybe it was his twin, Aaron. Okay, hold on, hold on. Go looking up his filmography. Oh, 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 this is hard. Also, they're 40? What? Oh, time flies. Wow. I'm shook. Yeah. Prom queen. Prom queen, the Mark Hall story. (gasps) Yes, I found it. Okay, anyone, if you have access and can find this, you should watch Prom Queen, the Mark Hall story, a Canadian television film which aired in 2004 about a gay Canadian teenager who legally fought to bring his same-sex date to his Catholic high school prom. Amazing. Education. This is what our podcast is bringing you. Antidotes Uh, and educational videos. (laughs) I love that. I just remember it being something that my mom and I talked about. And I was young, 2004. You were like, Yeah, we would have been like, yeah. I can't do math. Around there. Something like that. And I just remember being like, oh, why is it a problem? Why can't he go to prom wearing a white and rainbow styled suit? (laughs) (laughs) And mom was like, it's a Catholic high school. And I'm like, so I don't understand. And it was, that's so cool that it actually impacted me so that I remember it now in my 20s, late 20s. Yeah. And those are all the people that came before us. I like to think of that in history and with everything. And that's why it's so important to know. Wow, look at us. Look, look at, at how us. look at how far we've come and how far we can go. Yeah. I think that's it, sir. I think yes. we're done. 
Rebecca, yeah. enjoy hopefully what will be some warm weather. That's what I love about this time of year. Just get them vitamin D, get those sunshine yes. rays. Wow, this was this was a blast. This is actually a yes. genuinely great podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining us, our lovely viewers. If you want to reach us, we are at ODA Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and our website, www.rdramaticassets.com. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rebecca. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Stay dramatic. Stay dramatic and be safe out there. Stay hydrated. Yes. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.